Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It is Fantasy Sports Today. We're here back at the top of the hour for you. SportsGrid.com, our 24-hour wagering fantasy reality entertainment channel we've got you from one to two eastern that's me at craig bish joe pizapia at joe pizapia 17 all the fantasy and reality that you could possibly handle and yet another wild week of the nfl upcoming hoping we get through some of this covid stuff which joe includes tonight's game between green bay and san francisco (laughs) a lot of names may not be recognized in the fantasy community maybe a star works into tonight's game one that we don't know about yet yeah, in a short week to boot. I mean, this is just a crazy circumstance with everything going on. So hopefully the game will go off. Hopefully there won't be massive repercussions from it happening. We shall see. But certainly, obviously, still going up to this game. We're waiting for more clarity on Aaron Jones. We're waiting for more clarity on a couple other guys here, obviously, on the San Francisco side, too. So it's tough here. Neither of these teams are full strength or anything close to it. Now, you would imagine the Packers are still kind of favored to win this game because simply Aaron Rodgers, those two words. But at the same time, it wouldn't shock me here coming off that loss here without the running game at 100% or anywhere close to it if the 49ers had a chance here because Nick Mullins is not terrible. I, I know Nick Mullins can look bad at times, but there's other times where Nick Mullins looks pretty good running this offense. He's working at a deficit tonight potentially too without George Kittle, and we'll get into more of this later. But uh, certainly I would like to have a football game tonight. I know you would too probably, I think so, just for the distraction, I'm guessing. I know you don't love Thursday night yeah. football as much as I do, but you know. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I do not, but look, we, we don't have a lot of other options right now, so I definitely will take it here on the Thursday night for sure, although I'll be very much engaged to college football too. We got uh, Pac-12 coming back. So there's a lot of other things, but yeah, I mean, it's good to have three, uh, one pro, two college football games on tonight for sure. Hopefully we'll get it. And that's where we'll start. The Packers are seven point road favorites in San Francisco tonight. I think Joe is right. It seems like that Nick Mullins is being a little undervalued here. I, I think he's pretty good. I think that they could stay in this game, but look, the Packers, when they're hot, are very hard to stop. And the other part of this, too, is that if Green Bay goes up big in a game, then basically you can't run against them anyway, even though they don't do very well against the run. So that's really going to be important for the Packers to go up 10-0 or 13-0 in this game. And if they don't, I don't think they cover. Texans, next team to have a COVID shutdown. I think the Bears are also working virtually today. They had a positive COVID test. They played Jacksonville this weekend, so we'll follow along as the COVID bubble bounces. The NBA will start on December the 22nd, so that's good news for us. Can't wait for that. That's, wow, two months away, not even. The uh, the report out of the Dominican Republic is that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has lost 32 pounds since September the 1st, so 
We'll see how that translates to him on the field. And I think for those of us who have followed NASCAR through the years, and I've went to many of the events for the Homestead Miami Speedway event here in South Florida many years ago. We're talking about 15 years ago. It was always Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin. I know Kyle Busch is still racing, uh, Kurt Busch. But uh, Jimmy Johnson, one of the all-time greats in NASCAR, is getting ready to basically uh, hang it up, so to speak. He'll race this weekend in Phoenix. The last time that he'll do it full-time will be this weekend. Uh, Interesting comments today, by the way, uh, from the Miami Dolphins, where an ESPN report surfaced late yesterday saying that this uh, final 10 weeks was an audition at quarterback for Tua Tagovailoa. And potentially, if he didn't look good, Miami, with all their draft picks, could jump back up in the draft and maybe take someone else. Brian Flores, out of nowhere, was not even asked the question today, but decided to answer it. Well, I mean, now that you mentioned, you know, the quarterback, look, there's, you know, a couple of things out there. Um, let's call it a source close to Dolphins thinking. It's saying that, you know, we, we're, we're auditioning, you know, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you about my thinking. Uh, we, we brought Tua here because we believe in him. Same as all the other you know, draft picks. Um, we de- we believe in developing players, and I think you guys have heard me talk about him, the improvement of players on a daily basis. That would be the opposite of giving somebody a 10-game audition. So I guess that's, that's my thinking on that, just so everybody's clear. Um, what was the rest of your question? You, you just kind of peaked something that that been on my mind. I don't have any questions, Coach Flo. I got no questions. <laughs> no, 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 no questions I'm at good. all. No <laughs> I'm good. Man, Brian good. Flores is really taking on a lot from Bill Belichick huh, in terms of how you handle the media. If there's one thing he took away from his years with Bill, it's definitely how to talk. And then my favorite Bill Belichick thing in every press conference, and you know this, it's the, what was your question to begin with? <laughs> or like, I don't even care about what your question is. You gotta love seeing that. And uh, he should put any, look, if there's any rumblings about that, you should absolutely put that to bed because that's crazy. Why Why the heck would you, who was the guy they wanted before he got hurt anyway? They, they screwed up getting the number one overall pick. They ended up at six, they got him anyway. I mean, it was like Christmas for them that they could still do all that, win some games and get to it. It was the best case scenario. I don't know, man. Do you believe that for a second, that rumor that this is just an audition and then they would move up? If you're going to, you know what you do? You take all these draft picks, you draft a ton of offensive linemen, and you just protect your investment. That's what you do. Look, I don't think it's an audition. The, the better way to pose it would be is instead of saying it's an audition, just simply stating the fact that Miami, if they did choose with all of their picks, and Houston's pick, by the way, too, if they chose, they could go in another direction at quarterback. Is this an audition for Tua? No, they want this him to be the quarterback of the future. But it is a fair question, Joe. If Tua didn't look as good as Herbert or Burrow or Kyler or any of the other quarterbacks who have come up that have done well right away, could they pivot and go another direction? They can if they want to, but I don't think that is the plan for the last half of the season. No, I don't think that that is it. All right, coming up next, more fantasy football discussion. We're also going to preview tonight's game between the Packers and 49ers against the spread. So make sure you stay on the grid. Be right back. No more questions. Sports Grid. 
BetOnTheGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish, and we're uh, unfortunately Joe had to leave us for a little while for this next segment, but we're very happy that we could find a replacement for him for the next 10 minutes as we play a little game of Fantasy Endgame, which is what we're going to do right now. Go through a couple of players that you could potentially be using on FanDuel. And as you know, in Endgame, only one can be the winner here. So let's bring on. Uh, my co-host for this segment, his name is Thanos, and he joins us now to go through Fantasy Endgame. Thanos, thank you so much for filling in for Joe here on the show. Appreciate it. Hello, Craig Mish. I heard I was very popular with my little cameo that I made last week on your little program. So here I am again, because we all know Thanos equals one thing and one thing only, and that's ratings. That's what I am. I get ratings because, well, we all know. No glove, no love. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking staring at you right now. No glove, no love. Okay, so uh, the reason why we have Thanos here is is those of you who know Avengers, you know Endgame, you know Thanos, there can only be one. And one basically is going to survive and one has got to go. So let's let's throw this first question out at Thanos here on the show today. See how we do. Work in progress here, folks. That's what we are. Uh, best big money running back on FanDuel this week, Thanos. Dalvin Cook at 9,300 or Christian McCaffrey at 9,500 on FanDuel this week, Thanos. Yes, that's a lot of money. And usually when I'm playing DFS and people don't realize I'm very big into FanDuel, I've got a lot of time on my hands now ever since... All the Marvel Universe movies are over. There's really not a lot going on, so I like to fill my hours with a little daily fantasy over on FanDuel, of course. And when I'm looking at these players, there's too many choices. I would like to immediately get rid of all of half of them, but I can't because they told me that's against the rules, as they say. And I don't like rules, but whatever. Since I'll play by your rules, human, today, what I think I'm going to go with is Dalvin Cook, and here's why. Yes, he was very good last week, and sometimes that's just easy. And everyone says you shouldn't always take the easy route, Thanos. But Christian McCaffrey has just returned from an injury. He's been out for weeks. Is the workload going to be completely full? I don't know that. You don't know that. What if Mike Davis 
starts to eat into that workload. What if that happens? Next thing you know, Christian McCaffrey might not be as valuable. And at that price, you would have to go three times value, not one, not two, not three infinity stones. Sometimes I have a weird thing with my pinky. Ignore that. It's only three. So I will be getting rid of Christian McCaffrey. That's right. Give Ooh. me Dalvin Cook this week. If I'm going to spend up, I'm going to spend up for the guy that I know is ready to go. And DC is my man. There it is. Air quotes and all from Thanos here on the show. All right. So let's let's move on now to uh, wide receiver. Let's let's keep this going here, Thanos. And wide receiver is a little bit easier. But given the nature of Adams on uh, on Thursday night, we were going to have to probably dive a little bit deeper into the pool. Best big money wide receiver on FanDuel, DeAndre Hopkins against the Dolphins off the bye, 8,800. Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs against Carolina, 8,300, Thanos. And uh, which, which stone is the stone's throw on this one? Mm, an excellent question. By the way, I'm not a big fan of pools. I'm very big, and I'm a little self-conscious sometimes about my body, so I like to wear the full helmet and the full get-up sometimes when I'm actually in the pool. But still, I will answer your question, little human. All right. And obviously, Thank it's you. very important here because, well, <laughs> these guys are both very talented, as everyone knows. Tyreek Hill plays with a wonderful quarterback, and let's not forget that Kyler Murray actually has the most fantasy points of any quarterback this year, and that is a very important thing to remember. And... DeAndre Hopkins has not one, not two, not three, but four. That's right. Four 100-yard games. This is a wonderful matchup for him. I can see it. It's almost I'm looking into the future in a vision. It's going to be DeAndre Hopkins for me that I'm willing to pay up for this week. That's right. Tyreek Hill is wonderful and all, but Tyreek, I'm sorry. Sometimes the game log is a little up and down. Therefore, you're gone. All right, so uh, Tyreek Hill's gone, right? Over Galactus? You're keeping Galactus. I snapped him. Galactus, All right. look, he and I are not on speaking terms right now. Let's just say he hasn't texted me back in a while. Things have gotten weird ever since the pandemic. He hasn't left his house. He's grown a really weird beard. He's having some trouble dealing with the things that are going on. And I'm like, dude, look, it's called Zoom, okay? You can reach out to other people and still you know, be in friendships and whatnot, but he's being very antisocial right now. All right, thank you for that, Thanos. All right, let's let's go over to the best discount running back on FanDuel for week nine. We have Zach Moss, not really known Thanos as Iron Man, to be honest with you, at 5,800, or J.K. Dobbins at 5,300. If Mark Ingram doesn't play, it puts Dobbins right back in the mix again. But Thanos, Zach Moss has a little competition as well. I know you love competition, so where are we going to go here? Well, what I'd like to do, obviously, is probably get rid of one of those two running backs because obviously both of these guys, they both have other running backs skulking around, and everybody knows I don't care for that. I like clean lines when it comes to my backfield. That's what I want. I want to make sure that I have someone that I can count on that is getting all the carries. But these guys both lose carries. One to Gus Edwards, a man named Gus. What kind of name is that anyway for a grown man in this day and age? Sounds like he is back from, I don't know, the sound of music or something. It's Gus. Who's named Gus anymore? It's a way old name. Zach Moss sounds cool. Sounds like a cool name. But here's my concern with Zach Moss right now. It's still that looming Devin Singletary. And if I could snap him away, 
that perhaps I would take Zack Moss. But I liked what I saw last week out of J.K. Dobbins. And J.K. Dobbins and I went to the same college. A lot of people don't realize that. So I'm a bit of a homer. Therefore, if I'm looking for a discount, I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins. And I'm going to snap away Zack Moss for this week. I'm sorry, Zack. It's nothing personal. Thanos went went to Ohio State? I didn't know that. The Ohio State. Do not forget the V. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. It's a totally different college. You must say the. I don't I don't yeah, Thanos, I, a, I don't want to start I was a five-star recruit. <laughs> I don't want to start Infinity War. Let let's let's move on. Let's okay? not. Let's not. All right, let's move on here. Let's go over to best discount wide receiver on FanDuel for week nine. We have Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans and uh, also Christian Kirk of the Arizona Cardinals. Kirk has been a tough player to figure out this year, Thanos. Could you just snap your fingers and pick the winner? Well, what I'll say is this. Over the last two games, one guy has four touchdowns and his name is Christian Kirk. And I'm all about results. Corey Davis is a nice story and all, but unfortunately, it's about results when it comes to Thanos' fantasy teams, especially on FanDuel. So for me, I want the touchdowns, I want the scores, I want the results. That's what's important to me. Therefore, Corey Davis, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I have to snap you away. We must go with Christian Kirk in this matchup. I like the matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Yes, the defense was good last week, but that was last week with Jared Goff. Kyler Murray is going to run all over the field. And as you can tell this week, you might say the Thanos stack could be the Arizona Cardinals. I like the defense as well against the young Tua Tungabailoa, which is a hard name to say. It took me all day to say it correctly. (laughs) Well, whatever. You know, I'm trying here, Craig Mish. You know, this is not easy for me sometimes. I have a lot of things going on. As you can see, I have to to balance an entire galaxy, get all my lineups in in time, and still do appearances on your show. You should be grateful to have me. I am very grateful. I am very, very grateful. Hopefully we can nominate this for, uh, you know, an Infinity uh, uh, Avengers Award at the end of the year. I, I hope they would accept it. I don't do it for the awards. I do it because I just love fantasy sports. And I'm a big fan of sports, especially that Gabe Mortensen. We have the same haircut. Oh, well, well, Thanos, that is true. You guys are both very clean shaven. There's, there's, There's no doubt. Well, Thanos, thank you again for filling in for Joe. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again next week, okay? Sounds good, Craig Mish. All right, there he is, Thanos, joining us here on the show for a little fantasy endgame. Coming up next, we'll see if there is endgame with the Packers and 49ers tonight. Who do we got against the spread? Throw a dart, take a shot. Next on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn, and most of all, 
I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. And uh, Joe, good to have you back here. Uh, You know, we had to get a fill-in for you there. I know you had some technical difficulties, but thanks for coming back here on the show. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah, look, I, I'm just happy that you were able to get a guest on such short notice. You know, that's, that's it was really tough. cool. So that's what we do. Well, we, you know, on Sports Grid, we always have to constantly roll with stuff. You know, programming is remote yeah. from a lot of places. So it's great when we have guests that can just, like, pop in at a moment's notice. You know, it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think you'd be getting a lot of requ- – or someone will be getting a lot of requests uh, at this point here uh, for doing that. Uh, real quick, before we get into the game tonight, ESPN mm-hmm. is reporting Kendrick Bourne's positive test was – False positive, negative. So he's okay, and they've eliminated all their receivers tonight, but too late. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. <laughs> I guess the game's in San Francisco. Can, can Bourne just drive to the game and play? I, I, don't, I don't know how this is going to work tonight. But All right, so <laughs> let's move on. Let's, let's look at what we know. We probably don't okay. even know the line right now, but, but here it is as, as we stand. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the other players can play. If, if he's negative, why can't they play? But uh, what do I know? All right, Green Bay is minus seven at San Francisco, and the total is 48 and a half in this game tonight. Uh, look, uh, I mean, if I had a lean, it would be with the 49ers. The only thing that scares me a little bit, Joe, with San Francisco is that when they're bad, they're really bad, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's that's right. been the issue. It's, it, you know, the game that, that really, to me, is the troublesome game was the Miami game, right? Miami went in there and just smashed them with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And so I feel like very early on, if if they can stay in the game, they got a great shot to cover. But as we talked about about 15 minutes ago, if you think about it this way, the Packers struggle against the run. That tends to be the thing that San Francisco looks good, but you can't run the ball if you're down 21-0 or down 17-3. to so I, I suppose there's just a lot of pressure on the 49ers defense early. And if they can just stay in this one, and I, I think it's seven and a half in some spots too, which is clearly a better number than seven. Yeah, I honestly, I would kind of lean the San Francisco way too. And it's for one big reason, which is the Green Bay Packers are towards the bottom of the league in terms of quarterback pressure, quarterback knockdowns. They do not do a good job of getting to the quarterback and creating some havoc there. They just don't. So what does that mean? That means Nick Mullins theoretically should see a lot of clean pockets tonight. Now, he's going to need them because there's no George Kittle. We don't know about Kendrick Bourne or whatever's left to throw the ball to. But we've also known you can run the ball on this team. And that's one thing that it seems like no matter who can be the guy, the system of San Francisco running the football is good enough. And I think that can really, if they can really emphasize time of possession, especially in the first half of this game, if they come out with a good game plan for that, and they're able to kind of do what the Minnesota Vikings did, which is have these long sustained drives. See, that's the trick to beating the Packers. The trick to beating them is long sustained drives. And if you could do that, then you're in good shape. Now, we'll see if they can with the running backs that they have left. But I think if they do that and in the first half, I think they have a really good chance of covering this number, Craig. And look, Mullins is going to need a clean pocket. He's not a first-string quarterback for a reason. 
But if he can get that clean pocket, I think he can make some plays. He was very good with Jordan Reed. We'll see if that relationship can continue as well. But the Packers are in a weird spot here because they become a very one-dimensional team potentially. And that's not a bad thing because they were a one-dimensional team last week and basically Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is all they needed in order to go and keep pace at least with the Vikings for three quarters before the game kind of got away from them. But it's going to be fascinating tonight. I mean, both of these teams are just a mash unit right now tonight, so I don't know where things are going to go, but I would definitely lean towards San Francisco. I think if they come out there with a good game plan, run the football effectively, I think they can hang in here. I would still think the Packers win this game, but Craig, I mean, you know, the tough thing with the Packers here is I feel like this is what happened last year too. We had a good opinion of the Packers, and as the season wore on, I feel like our opinion of them kind of got less and less, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, and, and Rodgers is playing at an unbelievable level this year. Maybe that's the difference. There was a lot more running last year than yeah, there is this year for them, but it's just the nature of kind of what they've been through. The total also is 48 and a half in this game. Here's a fair question for tonight, one that I would pose to you. You, you may t- have to take time to think about this, actually. If I asked you in terms of fantasy, mm-hmm. who will have the most fantasy points tonight in the game, and I eliminated Rodgers, and I eliminated Adams. Who do you think? <laughs> I figured you were going there. Well, I mean, it's not. I, I can't make it too yeah, easy, no. right? If I eliminated those two, who would be the third highest scoring player in the game? I guess kickers would qualify, but I yeah. mean, is there even a it's third tough. option here? Uh, well, I mean, my Hasty? initial instinct. Would you go Hasty? My initial instinct would actually be Mullins, and it, and it's because if he could throw for a cup more than one touchdown this game and avoid some picks, I don't see why he can't get a fair amount of fantasy points in this game, especially if they do dump off pass a lot because that could pad the total a little bit. And and right. Green Bay has some players defensively. Let's let's not make any mistake about this. They've got some talent, but their ineffectiveness in terms of disrupting the passing game is not good. And that's the problem here. And I think Mullins can potentially take advantage of that. Hasty would be the, probably the default guy. But the problem is, is he's like the great unknown, right? Is he the change of pace guy? Yeah. Are they going to go with McKinnon here? Like, it, it is really frustrating. It's going to be whoever finds the end zone. And you know what? It would not shock me at the end of the day if we had some kind of a wacky game and like Jordan Reed has two touchdowns in this game and then he ends up being the guy, right? He might have a line that looks like four catches for you know 30 yards but two touchdowns. Do you think something like that could potentially be in play too? I think you're going to see both of the tight ends utilized today. I think you're going to see in different formations too. My guess is what Kyle Shanahan's going to do without Kittle and without some of the pieces they would normally have, without Mostert, you know, the Ayukes and, and who knows what Bourne. I think what you're kind of trying to do without Debo Samuel and all these guys is just try to get to a position where what's the best talent you have left? If you're going to go out there, play two tight end sets, try to run a little power football. This Packer defense is actually a team you can do that against. And it also solves the problem of keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field as much as possible. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need a lot of time to score. Even with only one weapon left, he could still go out there and have a minute and 30 drive and get in the end zone. That's what's frustrating. But who do you think that other guy is? Now you've had some time to think about it while I was talking yeah, well, and musing on there. the possibility. Uh, yeah. I, I think it was uh, Hasty. Probably I would take a me. shot with Hasty. Yeah, I would take okay. a shot there. Look, the Packers, if, if the Packers running game or defensive run is is truly that bad, 
then I would have to assume someone's got a shot to put up 15 fantasy points tonight out of the running back position. So, and, and I'm not a McKinnon believer, as you know. So I, I would think hasty. That would be the, the shot that I would take there. And tonight I on haven't the got- FanDuel slate, you have um, you have that you know the, mm-hmm. the showdown contest where you can have the MVP. So I'm curious. Let's take the other guys out of that equation we're talking about. Let's bring back the guys that we probably like the most. Who would be your MVP tonight where you get the 1.5 points where you get that? Probably it would Adams. be Adams. Yeah, this, yeah, that's probably what I would go to. Yeah. It, it seems I think Tanya uh, will be used a lot tonight, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. That's another decent name as well. All right, a couple of quick running back notes. Uh, also, we talked Dolphins earlier in the show. Brian Flores said it could be a little iffy for Matt Breida to get in the game this week. It is a hamstring issue for him. So Jordan Howard, indeed, is, is I would think, going to get 15 touches in this game and, and definitely some goal line carries. So Howard all of a sudden becomes a guy. Patrick Laird is, is basically his backup at this point. So those are the two running backs to own there. And in New England, Joe, this one comes out of nowhere. Sony Michelle activated. So Sony Michelle's going to have a chance now to get back into the mix. And I know that doesn't Ooh. make you happy with uh, with Harris, with Harris being owned, but I would think that if Sony Michelle is healthy, I would I think he's going to split at the very least with Harris. They they're going to I mean first game back Harris. maybe not split, but he's going to get 6 7 carries, I would think. Oh, and if he gets the goal line carry, that's the one that matters the most, and that's probably yeah. the most likely. It's very frustrating because, I, again, we pointed out on the show this week, there's only a couple guys that have a couple hundred-yard games this year, and he's one of them, and he's barely played. So why not get this guy some run, get this guy some play? I mean, you don't have big playmaking ability on this team. The one guy that's shown you like he can have a 40-yard run and kind of change the dynamic of the game has been Harris. Look, get him the football. Let's get him 17, 18 carries every game. Who cares about Sony Michelle? You got look at a certain point. I think you have to kind of cut bait with certain guys and say, okay, we made mistakes or where we won with them, but now you know we're in a different mood here in terms of what we're doing. We're a little evaluating for the future than we are trying to win this year. I know it's the Jets and all, so who knows? Maybe there's enough to go around, but it, I think it's a very frustrating setup for sure. I really do. It's it's. Uh, I would much rather see Harris. And I'll tell you what, going back to the Dolphins real quick, if I may. Laird would be a guy I would be adding in those deep leagues right now as a PPR flex guy because he showed you last year, too. He could catch the football. And Jordan Howard looks done to me from what I saw. I don't know what you saw. I'm not saying Laird is in for a big game, but if he catches half a dozen balls and has a decent total, he could at least get you double-digit points. And if you're desperate this week because of all the injuries and all the bye weeks and all the things going on, I think that's a name at least maybe tomorrow we'll talk more about. Yeah, the the Miami uh, media, some of them are are talking about the idea that Lynn Bowden Jr. is going to be back there this week, and that they're just trying to keep that a secret. And and again, he qualifies uh, on on all leagues at running back and wide receiver. So they could be you know they could actually put him and two in the same backfield. Remember, Bowden was a was a quarterback at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So there is some thought process that maybe he is a very big part of their game plan which is why they're really not panicking and bringing in, you know, DeAndre Washington, who's more or less, you know, not anything. So uh, look, Bowden could get zero, but just keep in mind, that's something that at least locally here, there's a little buzz about the the fact that they may try to use him a little bit more because he can do so many things. So, you know, they traded for him. They gave up a pick. Who knows? I mean, maybe that could be part of it too, but look, Laird at the very least, I mean, imagine this scenario, Joe, by the way, don't rule this out. Jordan Howard inactive, <laughs> Laird starts, Bowden backup. I mean, it could happen. It's possible. I mean, there, there's a it's reason why possible. Howard's been inactive three weeks in a row. 
Yeah, you just want to make sure you what you want to do is protect Tua though. That's that's see that's where I'm a little worried. We're we start getting these guys who aren't real familiar with the the pass protection. You really got to be careful here right now. I know Chandler Jones isn't there right now. That's why I think Laird gets a little bit more in terms of snap count. I think he becomes the more interesting streaming option this week. All right, we got fantasy or reality coming up next. So make sure you stay on the grid. Joe and I will be back here on tomorrow's show covering the Westgate Super Contest picks. Howard Bender will join us for that. Also, Jim Sanders from Number Fire will go through all the FanDuel option this weekend for those of you who are playing DFF. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Make sure you tune into our show tomorrow. We go through the picks in the Westgate Super Contest over at Wager Alarm. Also, we're going to have Jim Sanis going over some DFS action this weekend. And I know Joe comes Sunday morning at 8 a.m. It's time for a little game day edition here on SportsGrid. What do you guys have planned for Sunday? We have two hours of awesome planned. 8 a.m. right here Eastern time on SportsGrid. Joe Pizzapia, Matt Stryker, and of course, the unbelievable Eric Young. The two bald guys, we surround Matt Stryker basically and yell at him for two hours. It's amazing. And somewhere in there, we talk a little fan duel and talk a little football too. But all kidding aside, we're going to help you set your lineups. We're going to help you make last-minute changes. We're going to go through all the injuries, all the updates, everything that's going on in the world of football, and go through position by position over on FanDuel to help you get your lineup set. And we also hold ourselves accountable. That's right. We're one of the few fantasy shows out there. We have a whole segment about accountability. So me and my accountability buddies. Matt Stryker and Eric Young, check us out, 8 a.m. Eastern, two hours of laughs and football. There's nothing better than that. All right, check it out Sunday morning. And, of course, we'll be back here tomorrow talking a little Thursday night football, college and pro. But before we do that, we got to end the show with a little fantasy reality. So let's kick it in. Start off with tonight's football game. Fantasy or reality, Joe, there will be three players to start in season-long leagues tonight between the 49ers and Packers. So think it through. Put your Thanos cap on here for a minute. Three players start in fantasy in season-long leagues in tonight's game. I'll include kickers. I'll include defenses. you got to give me three to start tonight. Fantasy or reality? Well, look. Easy two, Rodgers and Adams. We know that. Oh, it's the yeah, third thank one. you. Thank I, I, I'm just starting in the play. I am building up. We got a lot of time here. I got to make sure we go through. Look, the buys this week, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Rams, Philadelphia. There's a lot of guys missing. Somebody else is starting here. I think Hasty as a flex guy is worth a flyer because somebody's missing Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Gio Bernard. Obviously, Nick Chubb's been hurt forever. You're missing a fair amount of running backs there uh, on this week's slate here. So I think Hasty would be that third one for me. I don't feel great about Jordan Reed, but I'm sure some people are going to have to throw him out there and see what happens because they're missing tight ends between buys. Yeah, yeah, he's playing for sure, my friend. Well, he's playing right now for sure. It's Jordan Reed. So it could be two plays into the game, and he's out. You just don't know with Jordan Reed. That becomes the the problem. If Kendrick Kendrick Bourne was playing, like if I'm sure Kendrick Bourne is playing, 
I'm actually okay with Kendrick Bourne. That's that's where I'm okay with. I don't but, know if he can play. Isn't he on the COVID list? <laughs> I, I thought if you tested negative, but I thought if you tested negative, then you can come back. I thought that was the whole point I think of the other test. Negative twice after a positive. <laughs> I think that's the deal. Oh, this isn't the second. This is the first. This is the first negative. I don't look. I don't even know. I don't even know. I have no idea. It's becoming very quickly an Abbott and Costello bit about who's got the first positive and the second positive and the double positive negative. Well, you test negative twice. Doesn't that make a positive? I don't know. All I know is this. It's probably a a reality that three players you will start. I think it's hasty. I think it's the two guys and the Packers. I'll throw throw another one in. I'll throw Robert Tanyan. There you go. There's four. There you go. Tanyan, the fourth guy. This is a big, fat fantasy. This is a fantasy. There are not three players to start in this game. There are two. It is Rodgers and Adams. You're telling me that we can't get to the – you pass on this game tonight. Don't do it. Don't force the issue. Look, the total isn't supremely high either. It's, I think, high 40s, early uh, low 50s, 49, 50 points. There will be better mouths to feed in fantasy this week. There will be better players to play. The worst thing ever you can possibly do is force yourself into a situation where you start someone – that you don't want to play, and then you got that two or that three or that six sitting with you for four days before you can even get to Sunday. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't start anyone on Thursday night outside of Adams, outside of Rogers. So fantasy. I got to give me. you the Columbo here. I got to give you one more thing. One more thing. I just uh, before we go, one more thing. Uh, I, I have a question for you here too. There's also something to consider, not just the players on by, but think about how many. Young quarterbacks getting their first shot. We're seeing, we're seeing Luton, right? We're gonna see obviously Tua again. There, I, I, that's great. Love you can love them all. No, I don't. But there's it. a lot of well. There's a exactly the, the ding ding ding. That's my point. If if Stafford doesn't play, all of a sudden the quarterback play. What happened if games really get postponed too? That's the other. Like I guess if you know this game is being played for sure, that's the best <laughs> argument you can get. I was there. You go. <laughs> that's kind of what's going. Like, like, you know that. All right, play some guys. I mean, if you got Hawkinson and Tanyan right now, you're like, well, maybe I'll just play Tanyan because I know this game is happening right now. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with Detroit and what's happening. What a there. horrible year this is for fantasy, really. I mean, if, if, imagine yeah. that. That's what we're down to at this point. That's crazy. That's where this is. All right. This is, well, our, this is our reality. We're still waiting on election results. I know that's what everyone is focused in right now. We don't do that on the show. We don't do who's going to win and who's not. But we do know that a celebrity ran for president. Uh the rap star, hip hop star, Kanye West ran for president. And look, of all things to say, you can, we can poke fun at this one a little bit. So with all due respect to everybody who voted for Kanye West, what are you doing beyond that? I mean, seriously. Um, Okay. So here it is. Fantasy or reality. The rock would have gotten more votes, Joe, than uh, Kanye West. If he was to run just for president, just like Kanye West did with basically, as far as what I can tell, not much of a platform or anything else except for just saying I'm Kanye West and I'm running. Now, keep in mind, the total here and the the number to beat would have been 60,000. It looks like Kanye has got 60,000 people in this country to vote for him for president. (laughs) And, And again, there are only... I don't know about fifteen Kardashians. So that's fifty eight thousand nine hundred eighty five other say, people. I thought I thought half of them were Kardashians. The, you know, I, mean, I, well, I don't 30, think they have thirty thousand. It's a big I family. Mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, look, it, it yeah. could be all, all their plastic all the surgeons. Been... Still, only another hundred. So, I mean, it's that's it's... true. That's true. Yeah, I guess so. So, so, uh, <laughs> so would the Rock have gotten sixty thousand and one, Joe? Because that's the only that's the uh, one that I came up with. 
It did. I, Rock would never Listen. do it, but let's just say he did. He threw his name in. I'm running. I wouldn't say never. 60. I wouldn't say never with this guy. I would not say never with with Dwayne Johnson. Okay. I would not. Um, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised that sixty thousand people voted for Kanye West because I, a lot more than that bought that white T-shirt he was selling. Remember that? Remember he's like, "This is the Kanye West white T-shirt." This is a white T-shirt. Like I don't know, but he sold a lot of them. That's all I know. I remember that whole phase with the white T-shirt, the Kanye white T-shirt. Uh, absolutely 100,000% reality. The Rock is mm. getting more voice. The Rock is very popular. There's a lot of people outside of political circles that actually think The Rock should really start to get into this because he is um, a very interesting individual, very well known, involved in a lot of causes, certainly somebody, you know, and, and he was somebody that gave a major endorsement. They actually sought the endorsement in one of the camp and both campaigns of The Rock, and he gave his endorsement to the actual Biden campaign, and he had a whole video where he sat down with him. So that tells you what kind of power The Rock has in terms of likability factor and importance and all this stuff. So I'll go even further. I think The Rock probably would have won Florida this year. If he was running... <laughs> The Rock is so popular in Florida, and Florida is such a backwards place where you live. Let me tell you something. The Rock, yeah. Florida's son, I'm telling you, the ex-Miami football player, you're telling me The Rock is not winning Florida? You're nuts. Put The Rock down for all the electoral college votes, and that's what The Rock is cooking. He's going to have so many electorals. He's going to go from Maine to Florida all the way, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to take that voting booth. He's going to shine it up real nice, and uh, and then he's going to exercise his right to vote. That's what he's going to do. I'm trying to do the eyebrow thing. Yeah, not bad. All right. Um, yeah, I think that that's a reality. You're right. I don't think it would have been that many, but I, I think The Rock would have gotten hundreds of thousands of votes. Yeah, I, I think I think that he would have. Kanye West, I, I really don't even understand that whole thing, what happened there. Maybe I'm just not educated politically enough to understand what Kanye stood for in this election, but or, or I, I, I don't just know if don't. Kanye can tell you what he stood for. I don't know if he. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure for. about the whole thing. But there are sixty thousand people that took the time to vote for him. Consider that. Hey, man. I, yeah. How many people are watching us right now? I guess. I guess you know. Everyone's Six. got their. Uh, <laughs> maybe today. Maybe today. But that's all right. But no, I, I look. Yeah. I don't think we can ever discount the popularity and recognition of the brand that is Dwayne Johnson. I mean, I mean, look, look, think about all I the know, crappy I, movies he's done. And it's made so much money. To win? I don't know. You know, at this point, president, president is a figurehead position. Right? I guess, you know, you know what? I guess you're right. There, there is a part of it that, that does, that, you know, that does make some sense. All right. We've done enough political. Let's move on. All right. So uh, I got, so this is funny because I got fooled into a, a fake teaser trailer the other day mm -hmm. and it was for the star Wars upcoming uh, series or movie. I'm not even sure called Kenobi. And apparently they are moving forward with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's going to come out on Disney plus in 2021. I thought I was watching a real trailer that just goes to show you how stupid I am. Uh, I was like, wow, this is great. I don't even know where they pulled all recognize, this footage. You'd recognize all the footage from the other movies? I, I mean, it or seemed like he was walking through jazz. the desert. I mean, I don't even know how they got You Google it and, and you see for yourself. I, I got fooled. I thought it was legit. It looked real to me. Maybe it is real. I don't know. But that's not the point. The point is this. Uh, Alec Guinness started off. He was the, the, mm -hmm. the first Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've seen you know different people in the comics and... We've also seen different videos of different people trying to play him. But uh, Ewan McGregor played a young Obi-Wan Kenobi in the first 
three movies, which were essentially the prequels when they came out many years ago. Uh, so this is going to come out one way or the other. We're going to have it next year. And I would ask you, Joe, fantasy reality, Ewan McGregor is a good Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm, that's a good question. I'm going to say reality. I, I'm a big fan of Ewan McGregor. First time I saw him was in Train Spotting, and I was blown away by that movie and that performance. He's a wonderful actor, uh, very versatile. He's done some musical roles too, like Moulin Rouge. I mean, the guy has really had a very good career. He's had some. He's had some bad movies as well. But I thought he was one of the few saving graces in the prequels, which I think are just utter trash. Uh, and in terms of whether or not I would see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, yeah, I think I would. I loved Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was tremendous. It was like adult Star Wars movie, and I thought it was better than any of the other three that they did in that new trilogy. Personally, that's my taste of, of Star Wars film. I did not see Solo. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. The guy who was playing Solo, just such a drop-off to me from Harrison Ford. But for me, Ewan McGregor is not a huge drop-off from Alec Guinness. Ewan McGregor is a wonderful actor, so I'm going to say reality. I like me some Mr. McGregor. Yeah, I would say reality as well. I just, I wonder how I got so fooled by that trailer. Like, it really, uh, I mean, I got to the end of it and realized at that point that it was fake. Like, they had Darth Maul in there also, and I was like, wow, like, they're really bringing back character. Like, it made perfect sense. So, like, whoever did that trailer, they they definitely got me very good. But my answer is reality. I thought he did a good job. I, I thought the third movie of the three was, of the prequels was good. I, I liked Revenge of the Sith, but the other two were horrible. I, I totally God, The second agree. one is one of the worst movies ever. The dialogue they yeah. say to me, I love you, truly. Deeply, like all these things, you're like literally laughing out loud in the theaters. And I could come on, man. I was like, oh, all this money on effects. Nobody could spend some money on a script supervisor or somebody to rewrite this thing. And this is what happens when you let George Lucas write everything instead of Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back and all that stuff. So we can only hope that with these, they get some better screenwriting because George Lucas almost ruined his own creation. What a, what a weird story that is, too. Ugh, Meanwhile, he's the first one Mandalorian, though. Uh, involved, like he sits in the back and is like, Okay, yeah, all right. Oh, oh, is the check clear? Okay, good. I mean, this is Taika Waititi, I believe, who's doing the next version of the Star Wars films, too. And that guy is phenomenal. He did Thor Ragnarok. He did Jojo Rabbit. That guy's a phenomenal writer, actor, director. Great talent. Okay, we got to take a quick break. Sports Grid 60 is next, so make sure you stay on the grid and stay with us all day long right here on SportsGrid.com. In-game live tonight, live action, pro football, college football, got it all covered for you. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. As we get ready to wrap up the show, just a reminder, you can watch us on demand on our YouTube channel. And also, don't forget on YouTube to follow us over at Sports Grid Radio as we broadcast 24-7 sports wagering information, fantasy information, some great shows there as well, not just here on Sports Grid. By the way, congratulations to us and to you if you have a, t uh, a TV a Vizio TV. We have an app there for you now where you can watch our shows 24-7 as well. Our new partnership with Vizio is underway. 
Let's wrap up the show with the Sports Grid 60. We'll turn it over to Joe for that. Joe? Hey, everybody. It's week nine, and guess what? Christian McCaffrey's back. Rejoice. One would think that now Mike Davis probably just goes back to the shelf, and you did a good job, Mike Davis. Here's a gold star for you, but we need Christian McCaffrey back. I don't know about you folks out there, but I've got three of my ten leagues that have Christian McCaffrey in it. And you know what? I'm three and five in all of them. Can he do enough? Can I run the table here in these last couple weeks and get four wins? Can I do that and get above 500? I don't know. But Christian McCaffrey, my eyes are on you. This is it. I was patient. I didn't trade you. I waited. You teased me. I thought you were coming back last week. You didn't. And then I thought you'd be back in three weeks. It turns out it's already week nine and finally you're here. I understand you're playing the Chiefs this week. I get it all. But now it's time to get to business. Christian McCaffrey, can you please? Not just for me, but for everybody else out there like me, save our season. CMC, we turn our faithful eyes to you. Hopefully so for McCaffrey owners going into the weekend. Big game for him for sure. All right, well, it looks like the NFL potentially has dodged a bullet tonight with Kendrick Bourne, their wide receiver, now testing negative for coronavirus as per ESPN. But let's be real. We're going to get to a point this season like tonight, where the NFL is going to throw caution to the wind and take a shot. What does it mean? There's a chance that a team could be losing games in terms of postponement. There's also a chance that nothing happens. It's just the world that we're living in right now. And so while we're waiting on everything else to happen, like some election results in this country, we're also going to have to just wait and see if any teams have postponements. And as Joe mentioned earlier in the show, potentially for a week 18 of NFL football. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to the folks at LTN. Also, thanks to Danny and Brett, of course. Thank you to our guests today here on the show, Andrew Erickson and Thanos. For Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.